0: hola hola chica soy areli soy mari we are the preoccupied girls in the house what'd you do this weekend
1: oh we went to the pool chilled hang out
0: what about you i was watching the craft yeah on saturday and it was really cute i love that movie i love that movie i wish i could find like my full four sisters or what is it but then they take it to extreme you know like what the... would be your power what's your okay. witchy character okay i feel like i would want to be able to tell the future
1: oh that's a good one
0: and to read people's minds and then to make things appear
1: oh you would conjure things yeah that's cool what would be yours i would be an old victorian witch okay like, the one that's like everyone's scared of <laughs> It's like green, like the little No, hole. no, no, no. She's beautiful, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's just scared of her, you know? yeah. She has a bad rep. Oh, okay, But okay. she's a good person. Okay, for yeah. sure. But she's, like, super powerful, too. What would be your powers, though? She would be more like a green witch. Mm-hmm. So, like, she'd mix up all the herbs. Ooh, that's cute. Maybe a little medicine. But... A little poison. She also has the power to move things with her mind. hmm Okay, (laughs) eleven, and she could stop time.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. And you can like undo anything you want or something, or kind of move things around. Oh my god, I would stop time like at a bank, and then like take all the money.
1: Oh my gosh, yes, but she only uses her powers for good, though.
0: Aww, yeah. Okay, don't even have to charity. Girl, there's no charity in these (laughs) times.
1: i am the charity
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's a victorian time
1: in scotland
0: in scotland how cute i want to be a witch me too i am a witch
1: we got a listener story (laughs) we did we got a story. i'm excited okay this story comes from our listener uh i'm not gonna say their name because they didn't disclose if we could say their name or not. So mm-hmm. I'm just not going to say it. But so this story goes. So back in the day, my sister-in-law disclosed that she couldn't get pregnant. And the doctor declared she only had 10% chance. Somehow her and her man were fighting. And he said he was going to leave her. So she went down to Mexico to her grandma who does witchcraft. A couple weeks later, our listener got a call from her brother-in-law saying that she was pregnant no way it worked yeah she also has taken her nephew with her when she goes to her sessions because he will come to them and say mommy took me to see auntie nancy and auntie nancy has a big crystal ball in the living room oh she's a witch she's a witch (laughs) so before her nephew was born she had like santa muertes statues all over her place and uh, one time when they when they went over to help build the crib, they saw a statue of a Santa Muerte holding a baby.
0: That was the work that was done. Interesting, dude. Oh, my God. That was a really good story. I'm glad that our listener submitted a story. It hey, was really interesting. Send us your stories yeah. at preoccupiedgals at gmail.com. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. And so that kind of reminds me of the story that i read on reddit Mm -hmm. and it's from dark witch 1306 okay dark witch (laughs) we hear you girl and so basically it was in the subreddit of witches and she shares that her friend from a long time ago comes from a long line of witches and that her mother and father were a bit of psychos like she just mentions that they were psychos okay and her friend has a daughter so when she grows up, she ends up getting pregnant and her friend's mother, which would make her the grandmother of this person, um, wants to sacrifice her baby as soon as it's born. So as soon as her friend finds out, she's like, I'm not going to let that happen. Like, this is my-
1: Rosemary's baby situation.
0: So basically, the the friend finds this out and she's like, I'm not going to let that happen. So she does a spell on her mother and she ends up going to the hospital. But before... She dies. The mother? Yeah,
1: the mother. The grandmother, The right grandmother,
0: now. yeah. Before she dies, her friend goes to the doctors and tells her that her mother is evil and that there's something wrong with her, but the doctor doesn't believe her until the end. When she was dying, she was calling all the spirits of hell to come and save her. <gasps> no. Yeah, she was just chanting, and then the doctors were looking at her like, this lady is crazy, you know? But she ends up dying. So... As the baby that was going to be sacrificed, he ends up growing up. And when he's older, he tells his mom that there is a woman who tries to speak to him through the mirrors. Oh,
1: hell no. I got chills.
0: And so in order to not let anything else happen, they remove all the mirrors from their home. So they say they don't have mirrors. They don't have mirrors. They don't have mirrors. And the girl says that her friend never exaggerated story. She wasn't known for like... Being an exaggerated person, mm-hmm. and she t- she believes that she's telling the truth, you know. And I guess her friend ended up passing away 10 years ago.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. So, wow, they couldn't have any mirrors. What's mm-hmm. the other movie? Oh, it's a mix between Rosemary's Baby and Skeleton Key. I've never seen either of those. Ooh, girl, you need to add those. There's just something about
0: mirrors, too? Aren't mirrors known for being like portals type yes, of thing? Yes, yes. Yeah. I wonder how she was communicating through the mirrors. Her soul. Yeah. She was evil. She was evil. She probably did something. Those so spirits they are like, we can't save you, but yeah. we could give you mirrors. Or she
1: had unfinished business.
0: Mm-hmm. I just can't believe you would want to sacrifice your own grandchildren, you know? Yeah. It's giving also that movie that <gasps> we're talking about. Hereditary. Yes. Oh, that's true. It's giving hereditary. What's up with these grandmothers, dude? These grandmothers. These grandmothers be crazy. Yeah, what's going on with (laughs) y'all? I'm gonna be be, anti-grandmother now.
1: I wanna be like a good grandmother, you know?
0: Yeah, me too. The one that cooks. Come here, children.
1: (laughs) Get in the oven.
0: (laughs) Come here, children. Get into this cauldron. (laughs) We're talking about witches. Do you know the history of the Salem witch trials? Ooh. No. Yeah, you probably do. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh
0: my god! But I feel like a lot of people don't really know. Okay, so when people say Salem witch trials, they're thinking of like Salem, Oregon, and they have no clue that there's Salem, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. But originally, in 1692, it was known as it was known as Massachusetts Bay Colony. Okay, and now it's known as Salem. And so basically, it's famous because of witchcraft hysteria that happened in american history so that's like the first time that we see like i don't know like accusations i would say in america and people were just going crazy and so the background of it is the puritan community they had strong beliefs in the supernatural and i feel like it was just easy for them to start to point fingers yeah to get and blame people yeah if things were going wrong in their life or if they were like ill out of nowhere they would just be like hey it's this person casting spells on me and that person would be accused and then hung or Damn. put on trial. So a lot of innocent people were in prison for long periods of times. And I believe 20 people were hung. Even children too. Home. Yeah. It's crazy. They were just going into these people's homes with no evidence or mm-hmm. anything. And they're just kind of hanging them. So I think 200 people were accused, but only 20 were hung. Yeah. Um, and so- mostly
1: were women, huh?
0: Yeah, they were mostly women. And I guess the only thing that really stopped it was when people started pointing at, like, powerful
1: Oh, yeah. They people, started accusing, you know? like, yeah. the people who would be burning people. Yeah. They started accusing them of witchcraft. No. Is that what happened? Yeah. It yeah. Just,
0: it's, like, people just started pointing fingers at anyone and everyone until it got to, like, powerful, like, title people, like, mm-hmm. priests and... You the know. judges yes yeah. and then they're like okay like this is getting taken too far like obviously i'm not a witch Why are you accusing me and then they kind of got the ball rolling like mm-hmm. oh my god how many other people have been accused wrongfully you know yeah. so it was kind of a trial and legal proceeding that was highly flawed and i guess even one man was pressed to death oh, with heavy stones was he the only man because he there was, was the an, only yeah. man yeah Yep, one That's man so was crushed to death with heavy stones.
1: Ew! Imagine peace to all those people who were murdered. I know.
0: I really wanted to find stories about like hauntings involving the Salem witch trials, but I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Do you know any of um, witch haunting
1: stories? Yeah, the Bell Witch. The Bell Have Witch. What the she Bell do? Witch. No. Was she Ooh, evil? I love this story so much. So, the Bell Witch haunting is a famous American ghost story that took place in Adams, Tennessee. So, in the early 19th century, the story revolves around the Bell family, primarily John Bell, his wife Lucy, and their children. They were tormented by a malevolent entity known as the Bell Witch.
0: Oy, oy, oy.
1: So, the hauntings began in 1817 when John Bell encountered a strange animal on his property. The animal kind of resembled a dog with the head of a rabbit.
0: Oh, no. That's,
1: That's horrible. <laughs> Following this encounter, the Bell family started experiencing bizarre and terrifying events. The disturbances started mildly with unexplained noises, such as knocking on doors, scratching sounds, and dragging chains. As time passed, the entity's activities escalated. The entity which ident itself, identified itself as Kate Batts or Bell Witch exhibited a high level of intelligence and a penchant for mischief. It could mimic voices, hold conversations, and quote scripture. The Bell Witch seemed to have a particular animosity towards John Bell, often taunting and threatening him. Bell's health began to deteriorate with symptoms including facial tics and difficulty swallowing which the entity claimed to cause. Eventually, John Bell succumbed to these mysterious afflictions and died in 1820. So the hauntings extended beyond the Bell family, affecting anyone who came into contact with them. Visitors reported being slapped, scratched, having their hair pulled, and being whispered to by unseen forces. What? That's intense. The entity displayed an intimate knowledge of people's lives, sharing personal information, and predicting future events. Wow. This entity was strong. Mm -hmm. So the Haunting Gang's notoriety, attracting the attention of curious onlookers and skeptics, even General Andrew Jackson, who later became the President of the United States, visited the Bell home and allegedly encountered the entity. Jackson's carriage reportedly became struck and the entity's voice declared that it would release the vehicle, impressing Jackson enough that he left the area hastily. No way. Dude, that was a president. Oh my god. <laughs> Various theories have been proposed to explain the events ranging from supernatural entities to psychological phenomenon, but the mystery of the Bellwitch hauntings endures captivating the imagination of those interested in the paranormal a popular belief is that nothing should be brought into the Belwich cave or out of it as anyone who dares to do so will be cursed as a warning visitors are told not to bring anything into the cave or take anything out of it or terrible things will happen if they do one man allegedly took a small memento home a rock he got from the cave and three days he lost his wife His job and his house. No way! Oh, I believe it. She's not messing around. That's freaky. But yeah, so it's like an active cave now that like you could do ghost tours and stuff on it. Oh, would you go? Yeah.
0: (laughs) You don't get scared that anything's gonna follow you home. No. No. That's like my first thought. (laughs) I would be the one. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) That's good though. That's good. Or is it? I don't know i'm just delusional that it won't <laughs> that's good though that's good i need to be like that but yeah wow that's wild i wouldn't take anything Me i wouldn't neither. risk it yeah i wouldn't either i would respect you know, yeah space. i feel like that's where people fuck up like don't mess around with it you mm-hmm. know that's horrible though he loves his wife his job and his house like that's, he's in the trenches
1: now i really love that story though it's so spooky it just is. like I don't know. It feels so like classic to me. It does.
0: Like it should be a movie.
1: Yeah. I think there is a couple movies about it. I also wanted to read a Reddit story. This one's kind of long. So, okay. So this story is called, it was in a paranormal like subreddit, Mm -hmm. whatever. It's called My Experience with a Bell Witch Haunting, posted three years ago by the law underscore son. I live in Adams, Tennessee, growing up from about ages 14 to 18, around 2004 and 2008. A couple weeks after my family and I moved there, something unexpected happened. I was mowing on my dad's tractor with a big eight foot wide back end mower. I was going down a hill when my horizon line violently was thrown around as a tractor tire hit something. I disengaged the mower Pulled a tractor around at the base of the hill I had just gone down. My blood went cold as I looked up through the swath I had just cut. Like a buzzer going down the middle of someone's head making a lane in the grass. In that lane there were four Native American burial graves. My parents started reaching out to anyone who might be able to help us identify the graves. Anthropologists, historians, aggressive people, etc. Those people unanimously agreed that these four graves were from the, t- the Trail of oh Tears. Oh my
0: god, the Trail of Tears? Yes.
1: Corroborated this, from what I remember, of how the graves were laid. Very shallow with a giant slab of stone where a gravestone would be. The fact that they were interned on a hillside to keep the water from sinking in and rising the bodies since they had to bury them so quickly and many other reasons. I consider myself a very logical, driven, and rational-minded person. Basically, I let my empirical senses try to explain something before I open myself to other possibilities. Yet there were things that happened to me and my whole family that we weren't able to rationalize with the scientific mindset or anything logical. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What happened? Of that one. The activity in our house started shortly after the mowing accident. We heard heavy knocking and pounding on the brick outer wall of the house. Encircling the house, no matter where you were in the house, you could hear the knocking. Some nights, I would hear running footsteps accompanying the pounding. This activity, activity happened nearly every night. Wow, that's a, that's a lot. As the nights passed, I started feeling a heavy presence in my room, a suffocating one like a heavyweight sitting on my solar plexus, constantly. Whatever was happening decided to latch onto me. I wonder how they choose who their victim is. Weakest. The weakest link,
0: <laughs> like you say. <laughs> yeah.
1: Event two. Things continued to escalate. One night, I was letting my golden retriever out to go pee. We had a ranch-style house overlooking the Red River. The door we were exiting was on the back side of the house facing the river. As I opened the door, I started hearing a faint whisper, whispering, something akin to leaves being blown slash scratching across the ground. I looked up at the trees to see if the wind was blowing. Everything was perfectly still. It was fall in Tennessee, so tons of leaves on the grounds. They were not moving. As it continued, it grew closer and louder. It sounded like a language of some sort, like how you would imagine an incantation or something nefarious in the tone of the sound. That's scary. That's like a movie. Like, I picture it like in the movie. Yeah. I looked down at my golden retriever. All of the hair on her back was standing up and she was snarling like a rabid wolf, yet not barking, just kind of frozen in, in a fear response. I started getting extremely nauseous and could smell sulfur. I was completely frozen when my dog launches her through the door's threshold and started gnashing her teeth mid-air, snarling and chomp. The voices were now coming from directly in front of me. I could hear them as if someone was standing there a foot or two away. I grabbed my dog mid-air and pulled her quickly inside, slammed the door, and threw the deadbolt into place. The door and the frame shook violently as a vicious pounding started hammering on the threshold. I ran my dog to the center of the house, flipping on every light along the way. We sat there alone all night until the sun came up. Ginger, my golden retriever, laid across my lap the entire night, pressing into me while she whimpered for hours.
0: Oh my god, that's so scary, dude.
1: All I could do was pet her and try to calm her down, which was also helping me down regulate. This was impossible though. The entire night until sunrise the back door was thumping. Event 3. It happened when I was coming from football practice. I had all my gear in a gym bag over my left shoulder. This is important because of how I entered the house. As I closed the front door behind me, I began sitting down the gear bag from my left side, which caused me to look right. The room when you first walk in was our library, where we had a leather couch, chair, piano, bookshelves, and a wooden rocking chair. There was something sitting in the rocking chair. Oh, no, (laughs) no, not the rocking chair. Why is it always the
0: rocking chair?
1: My peripheral vision caught it first, the chair going back and forth. As my vision centered on the chair, there was a humanoid looking shape sitting there, head glancing downward at the book it was holding, long black hair drawn down over its head and completely void of light. To picture what I saw, imagine the silhouette of a person but rather a void of light. Oh my God. The light coming in around the edge of it seemed to be eaten up by the present void as the light spilled over the count, the contour edges of the humanoid shape, like how black holes are visualized almost exactly. I felt like I had jumped off a bridge into ice cold water. I blasted myself backwards against the door screaming and fell down as I was falling. I saw the void blur suddenly as it shot across the walls of the house and out through a huge bay window overlooking the river. My golden retriever was in the next room and she sprinted to chase the shadow across the walls, barking and clawing at the walls. After it left through the window, my dog came to me and laid on my lap until my parents came home.
0: Oh my god, the dog is a real one, dude. I know. I'm so glad that she had at least her dog with her.
1: Event four. I was fishing with my cousin Jack on the river by our house. We were right on the bend of a river, so the moon would be shining on both sides of the river, facing out at two lines like a 90-degree angle from the house. Super beautiful when you were on edge. The reason I bring this up, there was a lot of light on the river that evening. Jack was about 10 or so at the time. He reaches up and taps me. Does that lady need help? I looked to where he was pointing and there's a pale woman dressed in white clothing going back and forth picking up stones just to the left of us crossing the river. I had seen her many times before around the property and whenever I'd get close she would disappear behind a tree or or something similar would happen. Knowing this I told Jack as calmly as I could that it was time for dinner and he needed to go to my mom immediately in an attempt not to scare him. When I walked him up and made sure he was on his way, I looked back over and she was gone, but I could hear a splashing in the water below. Event five. Myself, my dad, his friends, and some other family members were staked out along the river bend on the gravel bar beneath the rise to our house. Nothing out of the ordinary at first. It was July 4th and we were having an actual good time for a change. We were all spread out about 15 yards from each other, each man had a low end gas Coleman lantern and the sun was setting. My dad looks over at me like something was bugging him. He told me later that he felt like someone had just thrown a bucket of ice water over him before it began. The sun had just gone down when this happened. In unison, all the lanterns were cranked up full blast. They then just as quickly became barely a flame. Then the fires roared to life again, down to barely a flame. Roared to life when they completely went out. Right, right as the flames went out, we heard a most godforsaken scream by some woman across the river. Whatever was kept on screaming despite our best attempts to call out to help. As her screams reached a crescendo, it sounded like what I could only imagine a person's throat being cut, interrupted her scream. The sound of a dead weight fall of a human tumbled down the hillside from across us and splashed violently into the water. At this point, all the guys had their flashlights out. That's when something started swimming and splashing around in the water on both sides of the river The splashing receded towards the opposite gravel bar and whatever it was got out and started pacing back and forth across the rocks there. We were pointing all of our flashlights to where the sound was coming, but we couldn't identify where it was originating. It's safe to say we were running up the hill at this point. We all got inside the house, locked the doors, then gathered gathered in the central living room. Nobody wanted to leave for fear of what was outside. We all stayed up that night. The wall pounding was more violent than it ever been. Bam, 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 all night, like the ticking of some demonic clock. I didn't sleep for two days after this event. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Event six, lost time. I was walking through the woods near the Bell Witch Cave. One moment, it was completely sunny and blue skies around, blue skies about mid-afternoon. The next moment, it was overcast and looked like maybe four. Event seven, night terrors. Tortured dreams being held down and brutally drawn and quartered, dreams of walking through the house and the void person placing their hand on my chest and pushing through my solar plexus, body violently shaking in the dream like having a seizure. Event eight visited the bell house slash plantation marker in a tobacco field adjacent to my family's property, brought friends to try and prove that something crazy was happening to my family. The rite of passage in the area is to go to the stone marker where their paranormal events happened hundreds of years ago, then dance on the stone saying, I don't believe in the bell, which I got them to promise that they wouldn't do that while we went. Of course, the moment we get there, one guy who doubts the legend a massive way jumps up on the stone marker and starts screaming, I don't believe in the bell, which, as loud as he could. I get so upset at him. I'm the only one that knows the way back. So I said, come on guys, we're leaving. In this area, it's known, it's known as the Tennessee River. So there's tons of flowing water, etc. around these tobacco fields. The reason it is important is because of what happened next it was like asking for it doing that oh my gosh we're making good time walking back across the field uh, across this crop field hundreds of yards long a mist starts rolling in from our river bends and begins to saturate the field the temperature drops easily 25 degrees or so and we start seeing our breath i began to smell sulfur in the breeze as the mist became a fog it began i started hearing the wheezy and deeply cavernous sounding breath around us, like being inside a cave that was breathing. At a Nova we started hearing these giant blasting sounds and I realized something was walking on the tobacco on the chopped tobacco stalks. Side note, when they harvest tobacco they use a machine and cut down at a forty five degree angle, leaving about 3.5 feet of brittle stalk poking out of the ground. When you step on said stalk, they disintegrate in a very loud way as they burst apart. This starts happening all around us like an army of native spirits running around as we were in the bandwagon battle. This blasts were coming from every single direction in the fog. That's when I hear that deep cavernous noise turn into this giant sniffing sound, like some Love Lovecraftian, Lovecraftian beast smelling its prey just out of eyesight. At this point, I yell, Run in pure panic mode. We take off across the field, trying not to trip and be skewered on the stocks. They dry out and get really sharp where they harvest them. Also, Robertson County is the world's largest producer of tobacco per square mile. So these fields are, in fact, everywhere. Fun fact. As we are exiting the fields and our feet hit the gravel road, the lower center part of my back suddenly explodes in agony. I look down and there's a massive rock laying at my feet and I realize I had just been assaulted. By the time I got to my house and examined my back in the mirror, the bruise was about the size of a basketball and was already turning black.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Event 8. I woke up outside about 3 in the morning. I was laying next to the four graves on the property. The night was awfully cold, but I woke up soaked in sweat. We lived there for so long that I had many events to share, process, and willing to have discussion about my time there with you all. It's really hard for me to talk about this stuff without re-traumatizing myself. But my friends and family are encouraging me to share my experiences with like-minded people so I can try to find peace surrounding my trauma. Thank you for reading.
0: Wow. She went through a lot. And she lived on that property for years. I can't even imagine. Like one scary thing happens to me and I'm like dying and I'm traumatized. That does sound like a movie. It sounds like a movie, like she a horror She needs to submit movie. her story to, like, someone. I know. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's intense, What would you dude. do? I don't even know what I would do because I feel like I would be the one targeted. Yeah. <laughs> if it were, like, my family there, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. The part where she, like, walks in after her football game and, like, just sees someone sitting down. Dude, I would have heard a a heart attack. Me right too. There. I'm panic attack, full
1: on like RAP. Yeah, I would have freaked, dude. I would also been out.
0: Yeah, I mm-hmm. would not go in
1: the house. I leave. Mm-hmm.
0: I would be like religious AF after that day. Do you
1: think there's like curses, real curses?
0: I think so. I mean, like I feel like the most recent famous one has been like the Kardashian curse, and you know. They say that they have a lineage of witches, or someone did like some sort of sacrifice for the woman to be beautiful, to have money, what? but their love life would be shit. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. What about you? Do you know any curses?
1: Yes. So the A Tuck Curse. The A Curse? A Tuck Curse. I, What's that? I believe I'm saying it correctly. So the A Curse is a notorious Hollywood superstition associated with a script titled Atuk. So it's this movie, it's an unproduced film written by Todd Carroll and it's based on a 1963 novel The Incomparable Atuk by Canadian author Mordecai Richler. So the story revolves around an Inuit man named Atuk who moves to Toronto and experiences a culture shock in the big city. So this is a this was going to be a comedy mm-hmm. and the comedy was going to be called the Atak curse it has become a dark legend in hollywood due to the unfortunate fate of actors who were connected to the project so several actors who were rumored to be considered for the lead role in Atak had died under unusual or tra- tragic circumstances no way yeah leading to speculation about a curse associated with the film so for instance john belushi a popular comedian and actor was one of the earliest actors rumored to be attached to the project. Belushi tragically died of a drug overdose in 1982. Subsequently, Sam Kinison, another comedian linked to the role, died in a car accident in 1992. And then later, Chris Farley, who was also associated with the film, passed away in 1997 due to a drug overdose. These incidents led to the superstitions that the Ata curse brought misfortune to those connected to the script.
0: Okay, I believe it. That's way too many people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something is up there. I I don't even think the movie was ever made after that. Yeah, I don't think they wanted to (laughs) risk it. The director's like, "Uh -uh, uh-oh. After that, they're like, And then there's another one, too, that goes back to our, which episode was it? Three or four lobotomies oh lobotomies is number one Is that's our first episode <laughs> that's our first episode oh my god here i am forgetting it. we're on episode 10 yeah and the double digits now literally i Whoa. can't believe it Whoa. hey isn't today's is our one month of releasing it's episode 10 our one month anniversary yeah. <laughs> beautiful. that's beautiful crazy um Anyways, <laughs> so there's the Kennedy curse, too.
0: Oh, well, th- there was a lot of deaths involved in that family, yeah, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it started with a tragic a series of tragic events and the untimely deaths involving members of the prominent Kennedy family, one of the most influential political families in American history. The curse gained notoriety due to the high number of family members who faced premature deaths often in shocking or tragic circumstances. The tragedies began with the plane crash that killed Joseph P. Kennedy during World War II. The curse continued with the assassination of President John F. Kennedy in 1963 and Senator Robert F. Kennedy in 1968. These high-profile deaths were followed by various accidents, assassinations, and other innocents that claimed the lives of several Kennedy family members over the years,
0: not to men, not to forget to mention also Rose Kennedy. Like, I mean, she didn't die, but I would say after her lobotomy, she might as well have. You know, because yeah, exactly. her life True. completely changed. True that. Yeah. You know, do you think they they did some sort of pact or something in order to raise, like, rise to that level of power? Or oh, that's a good theory, right? Because I feel like. If you're wanting something, you also have to offer something. I don't know. Would you do it? Hell no. I don't feel like <laughs> it's worth it. Plus, I don't even want to be in the
1: public eye like that. You know? True. That's wild. You're already in the public eye, girl. 28 listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Let you give credit where it's due. <sighs> but yeah, that's a good story right there. I believe that curse. Like, there too many tragedies involved as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was, like, on TikTok because, yeah, we were, like, learning about witches. But I never really hear anything about, like, guy witches true, or warlocks, true. you know? I found this TikTok video by Stacey mm-hmm. Denton. And she goes on to explain that some warlocks will target girls who have a powerful influence over other girls, you know, or like, let's say you meet this girl boss and you want to be a girl boss. So you start hanging out with her and she's surrounding herself with girls who admire her, you know? So that's the girl that a warlock would go towards and he'll like get in a relationship with her and start taking her energy and giving it to her friends. And that will make her friends get an attraction to him. So anytime he'll talk to her friends, she he's giving the main girl's energy away, and in that he's attracting the females to him, and those girls become like his witches. Like a warlock isn't anything without his witch. One. Um, on a good note, I do want to talk about John d He's a famous mystic. He's called a mystic. I don't know. Is that a wizard? Well, he's from the 16th century. And John Dee, he's famous for working alongside Queen Elizabeth I. She would use him to, like, predict her future. He was titled a Is court astronomer. Um, he used a balance between science of astronomy and mystic of astrology in order to predict the future of the queen. And he stayed really close to really well-known astronomers at the time. John Dee would also use a crystal ball for skyring and viewing magical distant places. Later in life, Dee also attempted to communicate with angels. He hoped to learn the universal language of creation. So that was today's episode
1: and it's Mad Libs time! Okay, today's Mad Libs, we're doing interview with a TV hunk.
0: Hubba, hubba.
1: <laughs> okay. Interviewer. Getting ready to it. How does it feel to be a TV leading hunk? Hunk. Strange. I don't really notice it. Off screen, I'm really an eargasm person.
0: <laughs>
1: Interviewer. When did you decide you wanted to be an accountant? Hunk. I was in school production of Hamlet, and I received a killing ovation. That did it. Interviewer, were you a disturbed student in school? Hunk, I was an ex-student. Interviewer, I understand you are a troubled reader. Care to stab your favorites? Hunk, Dickens, a tale of two satanic temples, and Dumas, the man in the iron G-string interviewer how would you like your gargoyles to remember you hunk as a hysterical actor and a cuckoo person
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite the cuckoo person (laughs) that was really good um don't forget to participate in our mad libs polls um you know please submit any words silly words i don't know anything We'll keep posting on our Instagram story. So make sure you're following our Instagram at Preoccupied Gals Podcast. And go ahead and submit any stories to our email account, which is preoccupiedgals at com. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe, share with a family, a friend, tell anybody that would be interested in our podcast to have a listen. And give us a five star
1: rating. <laughs> <laughs> please and we are preoccupied gals bye